pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Don't you just love it when somebody tells you that they don't like you anymore? It's the best. (laughs) It's so great, right? Like you're just going along with your life and you think you've got something happening and then you find out, no, Um, (laughs) it's wonder. I'm just kidding. No one likes this. Okay. So we're talking about rejection. Um, Nobody likes this feeling. I want to start off by thanking the person who requested this episode. Um, I think this is a very important topic and um, and I think it spans a lot of different areas of our lives. There's a lot of different ways to look at rejection. Um, and today I'm just going to ask you to, uh, you know, I'm going to give you this self-love pep talk on the topic of being rejected, the concept of being rejected, and just kind of riff off it a little bit, imagining something else. Our imaginations are one of our most powerful creative tools, if not the most creative tool, I'm a huge fan and um, I think a lot of our pain comes from or is amplified by our imagination. So it is wonderful. You have access to it right now. I am wearing this like onesie made of like a picnic blanket. It's like uh, red and white checkers and I've got like some like bunny ears on and um, I'm eating like a grapes in my hand, like a big fistful of them. If you pictured that, you have an imagination. (laughs) That is not what's happening right now. In fact, I just imagined that off the cuff. So rejection. Um, There was this show called Coupling. I don't know. um, God, it was so long ago. I don't know how many seasons it ran. I think I just saw the first season. And it was like, was it a British show? I think they tried to remake it. But anyway, one of these episodes basically is a sitcom. And one of these episodes is... um, This guy's trying to break up with this woman he's been dating. (laughs) He's really nervous about it. They sit down and he's like, I'm breaking up with you. And she says, oh, I don't accept. (laughs) And she just, he's stunned, right? He's been preparing himself for this. He's like, no one wants to be on either side of this rejection situation. And she's just fine with it. He was so worried about her being upset and falling apart. And that did not happen. In fact, it was worse because he could not get rid of her. (laughs) She just kept showing up for their dates that she was imagining were happening. And um, even when he was very, very clear with her, like, no, no, I've broken up. We don't have a relationship. This is not happening. I need you to hear me. She's like, yeah, I heard you and I don't accept it. (laughs) Now, obviously, that's extreme and you know, she deserves better, right? I think whoever she is (laughs) deserves better. And so do you. But at the same time, there's something really interesting to try on about this idea that we get to decide what we accept and what we don't accept. 
So um, in all seriousness, if you are in listening to this because you are experiencing a rejection, a fresh rejection, a breakup, a some kind of thing like this, I just want to acknowledge that it sucks. Absolutely sucks. It's painful. It's embarrassing. It's hurtful. It can be surprising. Um, it can really rock you. You know, it can really, really rock your self-esteem. It can really challenge self-love. It's real easy to feel all self-loving when everyone's approving and you've been chosen by the person you're choosing. But when those things are in flux, when those things are in question, this is where self-love is like needed and cultivated, right? This is where like, this is the part of the self-love workout where you're feeling the burn, okay? So know that if you're in pain right now and you're listening to this, that means that you are a person who is looking to strengthen self-love. You're looking for the message of the soft shoulder, which is all about loving yourself through. This is you taking care of yourself right now. So I want to acknowledge that and welcome you here. Now, you know, when we desire something, if we're brave enough to let the world know, let a person know that we are in desire, we're not always going to hear yes. Sometimes we're going to hear no. And if, you know, it took a lot of courage to make the request, especially if we're not used to making these requests for things we love, things we like, oh, you know, we just really want it to work out because like, we're like, but I was so courageous. (laughs) Please just make this easy for me. That's like an instant rejection. There's also the kinds of rejections that happen where it's been a yes. It's been a yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Or yes, yes, yes. Yes forever. And then no. So sometimes that rejection can feel like a carpet being yanked out from under you. And it can be a real pivot and a real surprise. Now, I want to float out the concept that rejection, the rejection that you're experiencing actually has nothing to do with you. I know it feels very personal. And, you know, obviously I don't know the details. And imagine, try this on, this rejection actually has nothing to do with you. You know, that might be Comforting, that might not be comforting at all because, you know, it's maybe a time where you kind of want some answers. You want something that feels satisfying, right? And it's like, it's very frustrating to be left in the limbo of rejection. You may have been given an answer or a reason in quotes, (laughs) more on that in a second. You might not, and you might never get one. Closure, I think, is um, such an interesting concept when it comes to rejection and breakups because a lot of the time, The closure that you're going to get is the moment you decide you don't need it from someone else. We don't have control over that. So, you know, the more we're putting our well-being and our emotional state and our happiness and yes, our worthiness and our self-love, the more we're putting that in the hands of others, this is dangerous. I'm not saying trust is dangerous. I'm not saying relationships and intimacy are dangerous. Vulnerability There's a risk, right? I'm not saying just like wall up and never be in a relationship. But, you know, there needs to be some strength on your side. There needs to be something in you 
that if you're rejected by someone else, that just means like you're rejected, period. That whatever they've said is true. And whatever you're imagining are the reasons you're making those true as well. Um, But it's actually not about you. See, that whole line, um, it's not you, it's me. I know we roll our eyes. Nobody wants to hear this. It's like, that's bullshit. Just tell me why. (laughs) It's not you. It's me. But you know what? It's actually really true. It's not you. It's them, right? Like this, whatever is happening here, it's a redirection for you, not a rejection of who you are. Now, there's something else here. So like, you know, a relationship parting may happen as a consequence of something that you did. That is possible, right? I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm saying, you know, that might be a consequence, right? Now, if that's the case, um, that's something else. But, you know, if it's just you, like if you being you is not what someone else wants, then they don't actually want you. And Sometimes we just stop there and be like, oh, they don't want me. Therefore, I'm rejected. There's a third part, which is that's not what you want either. Who wants someone who doesn't want them back? (laughs) Me, I do. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) It's irresistible, isn't it? It can be. There can be, you know, maybe you're in a pattern of of attracting these people who aren't really into you right now. Um, I suggest a coach, a therapist. Maybe you're on that already. However, just... In basic terms, if you're thinking about the kind of relationship that you want, the kind of partnering that you want, whether that's romantic, you know, I'll mostly be focusing on romance, but I mean, this could be a job, it could be a friendship. If they're not into who you are and they don't want it, you don't want that, right? You deserve to be in a relationship with someone who actually wants to be in a relationship with you, right? With someone who actually likes you for who you are. If they don't, That doesn't mean there's something wrong with who you are. That means you don't want that person, right? Like, why would you, why would you, why? (laughs) Why? So, you know, imagine that like, you know, life is a, (laughs) life is a winding road. (laughs) And, you know, some roads were going down and there's construction. Some roads were going down and there's a detour, right? When someone is telling you like, hey, this road is going to stop here, All they're doing is like, thank goodness they're letting you know, because you could have kept going down that road that's a dead end. They knew it and they didn't tell you. And then they just wasted like three hours of your time, or maybe you can call it a scenic route or a learning experience. But it's great when people tell you no, they are saving you time. It takes courage to tell someone no. It's hard if you've ever been on that side. No one wants to be in that position. You know, it's really, uh, it takes a lot of courage to be on both sides of it. It's wonderful when there's a roadblock sign. It's like, oh, great. That road wasn't going to go where I need to go, where I want to go. So I'm redirecting. Now, of course, you know, it's frustrating. Of course, you know, I kind of made a joke about wasting time. I don't know if I even really believe that when it comes to life. Um Mostly because if you're looking at the past as a waste of time, you can't change it. And I'm a real fan of like loving, setting myself up for the conditions to win here. (laughs) If I'm just full of regret about the past, there's nothing I can do to change it. The only thing I can do is look at the present moment and decide what I want to create forward. 
So when it comes to like, you know, that was a big waste of time. It's like, well, that's over. And I have this moment. So I could waste this moment complaining about the waste of time I just had, or I could take this moment and harvest all the lessons that I've learned. What is it that I didn't want in this? You know, I know that you might want to know the reasons why. And this is an interesting choice. Consider not knowing the reasons why. And, you know, I understand wanting to find out and wanting feedback. And it's a little bit complicated, right? Because, you know, you might want to know the reasons why you're getting this rejection, but do they even know? Like, do they even know anything? (laughs) You got to remember that, like, you are in a relationship here with another human being who may or may not be doing some like deep explorations on their preferences, on their feelings, on their realities. Who knows why this is happening, right? It has a lot to do with what they have access to. It has a lot to do with what they um, have the courage to say. It has a lot to do with their own self-awareness and even like unconscious patterning and things like we're all going through stuff, right? So they, you know, whatever is coming from the mouth of this person who rejected you, you really need to take that with a grain of salt. And I want to stand in your corner here and say, take that with a grain of salt. Listen, if you want to, but not, not don't take it for like absolute truth. Consider the context. Consider that this may be flawed, skewed information. Um, because a lot of people, they just don't know what they want. And they don't really know how to access it. And they might give you reasons that are absolutely absurd. I was once rejected. I know it's impossible to believe, but I was once rejected um, with one of the most comical reasons. Like it was mind blowing how how absurd the reason was. I'm not going to share the reason. I know it's kind of a bonehead move. I'm just, (laughs) I'm such a tease. But I'll just, I'll say that like, let's say they said, um, you know, I really want to be with someone who juggles. And let's just say that this relationship had gone on for quite some time, okay? (laughs) And I had never juggled. I had never expressed an interest in juggling. Um, And they had never expressed an interest in being with someone who juggles. It was not a deal breaker. It was not a topic. And there was so much other wonderful stuff going on between us until the day that they decided to end it because I can't juggle. Okay. So what is this? (laughs) Right? Like I could just go into like a tailspin about like, well, I can learn to juggle. I can like bargain or like make this about me. But this was clearly not, clearly not about me. I don't, still don't really know what it was about, but that's what they had access to at the time. Whether they thought they were being kind, maybe, Maybe they believed it. Maybe they changed their mind at some point in time and was like, juggling's really important. And it's like, well, okay, <laughs> good luck with that. You know, at the end of the day, and I, you know, I'm making light of it. It was devastating. I was devastated by this rejection, you know, but like, is this something that I had any power over? Because in this rejection, They were not making a request for me to learn how to juggle. They were leaving 
and citing my lack of juggling as the, the reason. Um, so they weren't really interested in continuing the relationship. And I think we all know it was not about the juggling. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if in your scenario right now, dear listener, did you do something that may have caused harm in the relationship? Is this something that might be repaired? Is this something that you are open and willing to repair? Those might, there might be some valid things in, the, in there. Also, are they open and willing to repair? Because if that's not happening, there's nothing you can do about that. If that's not happening, they're not really interested in creating relationship period with you, but period, because it's like relationships require um, growth. They require this willingness to get closer, to overcome things, to work things out. It's not like, well, we'll just be together while it's easy. And the moment something happens, I don't like I'm leaving. You know, if that's the case, then isn't it great you found out now? Whenever now is, whether you're five months in, five days in, five years in, still great to know that they're willing to toss this aside because you don't juggle and they're also just like not really interested in working on it. Because if you're going to see, if you're going to be with somebody and build something that you're hoping will last and evolve, not just when I say last, I'm, I mean, well, (laughs) not just like it's endurance and we're just going to hang in there and be miserable. That's not what I mean. I mean, lasting in a healthy way where you're building what can only be built between two individuals um, or more individuals. Um, So like, you know, you're learning about like what their threshold is of like how they want to be in a relationship, how many chances they want to give. If they're, you know, if they're like, if they can make requests if they care enough to make requests, right? So like take a look outside, get like, if you're still caught up in this like devastation about the juggling, take a look at what really happened and ask yourself, is this what you want? Is this the kind of person you want? Is this the kind of relationship you want? You know, I really want you to hear that your worth as a person, your lovability, it is not up for debate. It is absolutely not up for anyone else to decide. They're choosing you, they're not choosing you, irrelevant. You are worthy of love. You belong here. You are worthy as a human being. So I really want that to sink in with you, right? Because if this person, if some other person is proof of your lovability, this is a dangerous place to be. It's a lot of power that you're giving over into the hands of someone who is just another human being. (laughs) As amazing as they were when you first met them, and in your mind, and last Thursday, um, They're another human being, which means that they have their own patterns. 
they have their own blocks to intimacy. They have their own levels and limits of self-awareness, right? So, you know, that's a lot to put on someone else who's on their own journey, exploring their own thing. And maybe, maybe juggling was always important to them and they just never felt like they could bring it up. And they're finally being true to themselves and it's kind of messy. And that's just the way it's happening right now. That's just what's happening. Human beings are messy and adorable. And we cause a lot of pain with one another while being messy and adorable. But that's the thing, right? You may be rejected by other people. And that doesn't mean that you have to reject yourself. So, um, you know, and the rejection might also come in the form of a betrayal. And I'm using the word betrayal because I've learned a little more about this word betrayal. I know that when we hear the word betrayal, it, uh, we often associate it with like malice, with like intent, like cruelty and consciousness. (laughs) Okay. But I'm also in this really wonderful course with April Harder and we're reading the book Courage to Trust by Cynthia Wall. And we've just read this part about betrayal and there are four kinds. Cynthia outlines these four kinds of betrayal in her book. Deliberate is one of them. That's the one we probably most think of when we think of being betrayed. There's deliberate, there is careless, unintentional, and subconscious. And I I had a wonderful time journaling about this this week because um, how I felt about a betrayal really changed when I imagined, used my imagination, when I imagined that the betrayal was deliberate, and then when I imagined that the betrayal was careless, and then when I imagined it was completely unintentional, and then when I imagined it was subconscious. It is really fascinating. So the deliberate one is basically what it sounds like. Someone just means to do it. It's gross. It's cruel. It's not, it's not a good scene. Okay. <laughs> it's not cool. Um, the careless one is, you know, someone is like self-absorbed and they're having a temporary lapse of empathy, right? So it kind of is close to deliberate, except if it's a careless betrayal, they're just being sloppy. And if you point out the betrayal, they will regain their empathy and go, oh, crap. Yeah, that was a betrayal. They'll get it. The deliberate betrayal, you're probably not going to get any remorse. Okay. And the unintentional one is like things like logistics, right? Like if someone's not showing up, it's like they legit lost their phone or something happened that got the dates wrong. It was like really unintentional. It was not a betrayal. Um, Well, I guess it is a betrayal, but it's an unintentional betrayal. Um, And then the subconscious one, this one I think is the most interesting and difficult. This is like unacknowledged conflicts within themselves. This is when we do things like when we sabotage our own relationships, you know, like maybe you're the best thing that ever happened to them, but suddenly they're throwing this juggling thing into the mix (laughs) because they're afraid or they don't believe that in love or whatever, like they don't think they can take it to the next level. They're just ending it because that's what they're most comfortable with. Um, We do this, we do this, other people do this to us a lot, right? And this is... um, You know, it's like a deep inner inadequacy, but it's not happening on the surface. They don't even realize it. They wouldn't think that they're betraying anyone. And you've probably done it too, 
to other people, right? So now when you imagine that it's deliberate, I think that we do, right? Like when we feel betrayed, we feel really hurt, we imagine it's deliberate. But then what if we imagine that it was actually careless, that they don't really get it and we give them the opportunity and be like, wow, you know, we pointed out what happened. Maybe they would be like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah, I did that thing. What if somehow it is unintentional? I don't know how that would relate in the um, juggling story or in your particular rejection. And what if it's subconscious? Like, does, notice if your feeling changes around this perception. If you imagine that the betrayal is subconscious or that the rejection, because that might feel like a betrayal. Um, if a promise was once made and now that promise is being broken, that can absolutely feel like a betrayal. If it's subconscious, how does that feel? Um, how differently does that feel from it being deliberate? So these are just some things to think about. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, what I what I wish for you and what I'm sending out to you is to tap into your imagination to focus on yourself, not on yourself in relation to others, not yourself in relation to this so-called rejection. But I want you to think about what you actually want and what you actually feel. You know, make space for yourself to feel this it is painful. And just because you know in your mind, oh, okay, yeah, it's not really about me. It's about them. It's about their limits, whatever. That doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It's devastating, right? It's really heartbreaking. So make room for that. You don't need to be embarrassed by the pain that you're feeling. Love doesn't win by you feeling less. So if you're seeing your tendency to be like, oh, nope, I'm going to be like that person on coupling and I'm going to just not accept this, um, that's not quite it either, you know, because your heart is here for feeling, your emotions are here for feeling, you need to feel the full spectrum to feel anything at all, and um, it's okay to feel the pain, right? This is you allowing yourself to be vulnerable, being like, wow, I really wanted something. Acknowledge yourself like you would a dear friend coming to you. Wow, you really wanted something and it ended and that really hurts. Wow, you were feeling so confident and now you're feeling really shaken. That sounds really scary. Listen to the feelings. Take your heart and love your heart like your friend. This is how self-marriage comes in to hold space for us in all areas of life. It's in all of my areas of life, my self-marriage is in service, especially in times of rejection from other people. Because I have a marriage I can come home to, right? I don't see myself as alone. Um, you know, when I'm rejected by someone else, I can go to my marriage with myself and allow myself space for all of the experiences that are happening. The experience of pain, the experience of confusion, the experience of frustration. For any of the things that are going on right now, for space for the, uh, the amount of time that it might take for you to move through this. This is unexpected. 
you probably weren't planning when we reject we know when we rejected we didn't make room in the calendar for it and it takes up an awful lot of room doesn't it you know i know it might be on your mind i know it might like really activate some like compulsive behavior on social media i know that it might just be like rolling through your thoughts changing your day slowing you down pain and heartbreak it does those things So when you are married to yourself and you don't have to be all ready to do this, you can create and imagine that container that you are coming home and maybe you're wounded and you're coming to a loving home. Always begin with compassion. You can never have too much compassion sauce. Just pour it on thick, right? It's wonderful. More is better every time. You are not the first to be rejected. Nobody knows exactly how you feel in this moment. Um, It is a particular story that is all yours. Make space for it. You know, you are worthy of love and mercy. And this is a completely understandable human reaction to rejection. Where does love need to happen now? I don't mean rushing to get over this. I mean, where does love need to happen with you right now? Is it in just giving yourself time? Is it in doing some exploratory work and understanding? Is it in giving yourself permission? Maybe it's just letting go of whatever story or reasons you were given for the rejection. At the end of the day, you are living with yourself. You are living this entire life with yourself. So this is why it's important as you move in and out of relationships with others, sharing parts of yourself, sharing your whole self, being loved and having plans change. The one person you are with through this entire thing is you. And you belong here. You know, you are a force of nature. You are incredible. You are an extension of creation. You know, you are worth being here. You are literally like, like, you are love. You make it. You decide. You know, if, if the, this other person that you're in relationship with, they didn't create that love inside of you. And they didn't create your dream of love either. They might leave and that doesn't mean that you've lost love and that doesn't mean that you've lost your dream. The love is yours and the dream is yours. It was created in you. You allowed that to happen. You experienced that. It's inside you. So, you know, what is being revealed through this experience? Really bring your focus home into like what you need, what you want in this moment, and also from relationships in general. This is obviously a moment that's going to bring you clarity. Um, You know, it's that roadblock. It's like, okay, we need to pause and we need to reroute. We need to redirect 
right? This is not a rejection, it's a redirection. And you can go elsewhere now. You're not going to keep going down this road. You're going to decide. You might need to just sit for a little bit. Sit with that and look around and see where you are, what you've learned. Allow the hurt. Allow it to move through you as well. Allowing yourself to feel also means allowing those feelings to move. Have a good cry, you know, get really angry, (laughs) whatever it is. Allow yourself that feeling and know that those feelings are yours too. I know, again, that rejection is, um, it's painful. And when you're in it, it just really sucks. It really challenges and really shakes you. I want you to know that this moment, this moment right now is building strength in you that you will be so grateful for in the future. Your future self will be very proud of the ways that you're leaning towards self-love right now in the ways that you're looking at, you know, how did this relationship go? How did I show up in this? What do I want? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? What do I need right now? Holding space for yourself and holding space for this experience is such a gift because, you know, um, I think there's a lot of, um, well, I mean, we kind of want this to be over really quickly. We don't love going through pain. Um, but sometimes these things take time. They shape, shift, they move through different houses. If you are not on my mailing list, um, then um, I encourage you to sign up, RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com. When you scroll down and sign up for my newsletter, you will get my map of the seven houses of heartbreak. So this leads you through, like, it's not just, I'm over it, I'm not over it. (laughs) There's seven houses that I've outlined of different kinds of spaces to move through. And I've, you know, I want you to know that though it's written really um, primarily about like breakups and moving through that kind of a rejection, it also really applies to a lot of other rejections. You know, I've found myself heartbroken in many other areas of life and the seven houses of heartbreak have informed and lit, um, lit, (laughs) lit the way. Is that the way you say it? My path was illuminated (laughs) by the seven houses of heartbreak. Um, Because not all of it will apply to you every time. Every relationship is different and it's not the kind of thing where you move through them perfectly like five days in one house, five days in the next. You might go through all seven houses in one afternoon and then right back into house three for like another month and a half. Like it's um, it's interesting. But what's interesting about that and why I think it would be really helpful for you right now is if you're going through a rejection, it's so easy to focus on the other person so easy to like leave ourselves and I want you to not reject yourself in this moment come home come home to you focus on you reflect on where you are reflect on what house you're in so when you sign up you will get a welcome email um, and you'll also get my birthday letter ritual guide which is a whole other fun thing but with the seven houses you can just look at them they'll have like a little paragraph you can identify where you are and under each one it also has the healing priority of each house so if you're feeling confused which can often happen in times of rejection uh, this will help you focus on what you need right now and how you can give that to yourself 
I am so sorry that you are going through this. I hope that this has been helpful. Your imagination is a very powerful thing, dear listener. If you're imagining horrible things, just notice I've done it. Uh, Notice where your imagination is going. Notice what things you're replaying. Notice what conversations you're rehearsing in your mind. That is all you imagining. That is you fantasizing about things you don't want. Fantasize about what you do want. Fantasize about the love and comfort that you might receive right now, that you might be heading towards. Every episode of the Soft Shoulder podcast is brought to you by techcoven.com. Please visit techcoven.com to treat yourself to a tarot card reading by Alison Tarr. Um, and also you can look up Tech Coven on YouTube. She has a wonderful channel there with some fun videos. If you are also, she reads a lot. There was a video. <laughs> Allison is a reader. If you are also a reader, there is a, a recent video where she's giving you the halfway mark of how many books she's read this year and her favorites. I learned things about her. I did not know. And, um, uh, it's always great for book nerds to find each other, isn't it? My dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. You are worthy of love and belonging. You are worthy of love and mercy. Someone else choosing to go a different direction is not a rejection of who you are. It's a reflection of what they have access to, of what they're capable of, of what direction they're going. And you have a path that's all your own and it's beautiful. Bring your attention to that. That's where beautiful things will grow, where your attention goes. I hope this was helpful. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already. It's uh, RadicalCreativeSanctuary.com and there's a little envelope and a clear sign up on the home page. Until next time, dear listener, take care of you. And we'll talk to you soon.